3: T-H-E-C-O-R-N-E-R. Terms and conditions apply. All
1: right, what up, everybody here? Just, what, a couple minutes away from the weigh-ins across the street at T-Mobile Arena. Right now, we're camped out at the Park MGM. Uh, it feels weird still even saying that. It used to be like the Monte Carlo or some wild shit here. It used to be a trash hotel that nobody went to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it used to be. Now we're recording podcasts in here like we own it. Uh, shout out to Hyde Studio 3 that we just commandeered to record this podcast for you guys. Uh, of course, by now, you know, Kel Dansby here. Old man, Andreas hell in the building. Man, it's been a busy week.
3: Craziness. It's been busy for me. Yeah, you're on the phone taking taking work calls. Yeah, man. It's It's... Just- it's- it's one of those weeks, and we got to keep the show short because we got to go over to the weigh-in, man. So it's like between this—I'm sorry, guys. We're not going to talk about the super show that starts at 2 in the goddamn morning for WWE. You know you're watching it. I ain't watching it. You this don't anymore. go to sleep. I'm going to sleep, bro. Like, I'm going—like, <laughs> I can't—you know how long that fucking show is going to be? Yeah. And then tomorrow's a whole other day in itself. And it, exactly. We, gotta, gotta we got to be here early. Fight. And then, you know, over at The Zone, we got uh, Jesse Vargas and Thomas Delorme with their fight. So it, it's fucking busy. You know what I just realized? In the past four weeks, we've had the biggest fight of the year, Canelo and Triple G, followed by the biggest fight in London, Anthony Joshua and Povecki with 8,000 people, followed by the biggest fight in Bellator history, which is Rory McDonald and Gegard and now we got fucking... Biggest fight in UFC history. In four consecutive weeks. I'm fucking tired.
1: It's good for combat sports. This, this is what we want.
3: It's how you get 18 jobs. Yeah, it's life. true. It's true. This is how you get a lot of jobs, man. So <laughs> let's talk about it, man. What, what are we here for? We know what we're here for, right? We, we know what is going
1: down. It's the Conor McGregor show. I, I walked in. There's not Russian music playing across the street. There's Irish music playing all through it. Dana can't even act like Khabib is the draw in this fight. He, can't, he can't be impartial. He can't be anything. I don't care what the betting odds say that Khabib's the favorite. He's not the favorite. This is Mayweather. People thought it was crazy for Canelo, and Triple G would have to come out here and really show out to be Canelo. Let this go to the cards, and Khabib doesn't somehow lay on him for 20 out of 25 minutes. We can see some real crazy shit, because the Irish are going to be hanging on every punch. The crowd is 90-10 in favor of McGregor, and i may be being generous.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is... People have debated whether this is the biggest fight in UFC history. Listen, I talked to UFC PR. They had over 200 media credentials that were given out, which is the biggest almost ever. They said the only thing that came close was either Conor Nate and uh, the New York card. And that being said, I mean, that's 200 200 credentials. They sold this bitch out in 30 minutes. It took Canelo Triple G three days before they couldn't sell (laughs) that shit out. This Conor McGregor is the bona fide superstar of combat sports. It's undeniable at this point.
1: Yeah, boxing, MMA, shit. You, you could put him in there with a jump rope against Tony Ferguson and see who loses in double dutch. And people would show up to watch Conor McGregor do anything at this point. I was walking back to the car yesterday, and every bar in the New York, New York, outside, indoor, everything, had proper 12 right there on the counter.
3: I need some of that, man. On,
1: on the bar. I would say we go get some after this, but it's ten dollars a shot. It's
3: ten dollars a shot. Ten
1: dollars a shot. I think the bottle's like twenty five. I'm still frugal. Like yeah. I, you know, I don't care how much money I'm making, and which is not a lot. You know, in case someone's listening and want to pay us a lot more, but ten dollars a shot is rough. These strip prices will get you. So yeah. it's all right. Well, that's one thing I'm gonna do. I have to grab you a bottle just for your your secret stash at the crib. You know, best bar I've seen in. In a home in Vegas. We gotta add that that proper twelve there. I know Connor would be very proud to see it in the back of your little uh YouTube videos and all that good stuff that you gotta film for work. Oh yeah, of course. You, you, just, you just got it just placed up there and we can throw away the Jameson brothers. Fuck the
3: Jameson brothers. I just had Jameson and Ginger last night, so <laughs> look. If kind of wants, if you want some this this this, uh, this attention, this, this urban attention, this urban loitering attention, get me a, cop, uh, a bottle of that proper right now. I will mix it with my um, my ginger beer, and we'll be good to go. Like I'm a whiskey guy. He, he said, "Fuck the Jameson brothers." I got yo, know, I have like the biggest bottle of Jameson in my crib. So I swapped out. Just send it to me. Yeah, we need
1: that. That's even better. Let's let's get a sponsorship. He, everyone else got a liquor sponsorship. Listen, we'll do it. We'll do proper twelve Palooza if we have to. I ain't playing I like it, it doesn't even matter. Let us get Cavs on the phone. See how they set up that Henny Palooza. We're we're in here. It's the next the next wave of that. Um, but nah, it's crazy to see everyone behind Connor. And when it comes down to breaking down the fight, it's then professionally hard to kind of uncloud your mind and then just say, Okay, look at this, it's just any other fight. Cause it's not.
3: It's not. It's really not.
1: And trying to break it down during the week and everything. One thing I, I really found out is that, you know what, Khabib has a lot of advantages in this fight. Khabib, to me, isn't rattled by Connor himself. He's not scared of Conor McGregor. But he looks scared of the moment. He seems rattled by the moment. He didn't, you know, where was it? It was easy in New York. There was no fans. He stayed there and went toe-to-toe with McGregor on the mic. There was no fans. No one booing him. He can do that. He's not scared of McGregor. He came out here, open workouts, the fans start booing him. He's trying to talk to the fans. But what about your language? I thought that was the beef with Conor. What is right. he talking to the fans about? Conor's not talking to fans. Conor's talking to him. This this guy, every time he boos, he, it's him versus the Irish people now. And he may say, oh, we got this many million in Russia. Ireland only has eight million. But guess what? Here in Vegas, they're about... Let's say eighty thousand. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go a little short. Forty thousand Irish people to his crew of twenty. So he's our man, and it seems like they have him shook. He dropped the mic at the press conference after not even wanting to stay for Conor to get there. But I, I thought he was going to stay. Conor walk on, and then he walks out, kind of to make that moment like I, you do what I want. But then he answers all the questions. He gets the question of how are you going to uh, push through. And these fans are cheering so much against Connor. Does that affect you? He says, no, it doesn't affect me. The crowd starts booing him. me. He says, you know what? I'm out. Boom. Last question. Give me my belt. It's like the fans. Man, you can't handle a press conference?
3: I thought he handled it just fine. Why I, why, why? would you wait for Connor? You don't even, even know when he's going to
1: show up. To me, he's not scared of Connor. He's not thinking about Connor.
3: But I, I'm just the, saying. The, like,
1: he's thinking about the fans. And he, he said, you it. know what? I'll tell you. The pointy the thing he said was, I'll tell you before I'm leaving. Yeah, he when was he, out. Yeah, and which he did it. They asked a question about the fans. The fans booed him. He started jabbering with the fans. He dropped the mic. He was out. If he can't handle that, like, the fight night is going to be so much bigger than that. See, like, I see. you got to tune out the fans.
3: You got to be I'm, in a I'm tunnel. I'm not worried about the, the press conference. I think he handled that well. Like, why wait for Conor to sit there and berate you? You got to cut. You have to make weight. More than anything else, you got to make weight. Which he did today. Which Kudos he made. To him. He was the first man on the damn scale. Yeah, because he was dying for some water. Yeah, like, he, he wanted to make <laughs> Show weight. up and early up. and rehydrate. I don't think it's that. I think the enormity of the moment is is a significant factor. I'm not really concerned with press conferences and, and things of that nature. I just think when you're in a fight of this magnitude, once you stand across the cage from the man that you hate because he says he's, he's t- taking this very personal, it changes your emotional energy when they say, let's get it on, whoever the fuck is it? I think Herb Dean's referenced this match. You know, let's do it. That changes your perspective because your you're trying to knock this dude's head off now. No matter what you say, you're no longer going to be calm. connor has been in this moment. Conor builds this moment. Like, this is this is what he does best. So it's like when you are staring across at Conor and he's grinning at you is what he's going to do, or he flips you off, whatever the fuck he's going to do, you're now in his wheelhouse. So yeah. it makes it a different kind of fight. I'm not saying that Khabib, like I, like I said from the beginning, I'm not betting against Conor. But I feel like Khabib's handled this fight better than most. I feel like Eddie Alvarez was completely rattled. Uh, uh, Jose Aldo was completely rattled. Um, Nate Diaz was not. No, Nate Diaz handled it the best way possible. Yeah, because Nate Diaz is a give-a-fuck. Yeah. Like, quite literally. Like, truthfully. A, like a, yeah. a Bigfoot could walk in the fucking <laughs> cage, and he's like, ah, man, you know, he, he stocked to slap the bitch. <laughs> it's, that, it's, like, it's like Dustin Poirier didn't handle the moment well, and this before Conor kind of was even a fucking star. Like, a lot of people can't handle this well. I'm not entirely—I don't think Khabib is rattled, but I do think that emotions may take over. And cause him to do something that he's characteristically not ready to do, which is gonna be to stand up in front of Conor McGregor or go for an ill advised shot without setting it up properly. There are a lot of things that, that Khabib could do that it, like, if, he's, if he comes out like he did against Edson Barbosa, this might be a short ass fucking night. Because he might It mowed, wasn't
1: a, a short ass night against Barbosa. Though.
3: I'm just saying, like, the fight, could ended, the fight could have ended at any given moment. I don't think Khabib's best bet is to not play with Conor. If you're gonna win, get him the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah. Um, to me, Khabib often talks about how he can sing in a submission and end fights at, at a given moment. Outside of Michael Johnson fight, I don't think he really can. And that took him a while. Like, to me, Khabib is that. 25 minutes, lay on you, maul you. You got to stand up five times. And people, for all, everything they say, like Connor's cardio and Connor gases and all this stuff. I saw that Mendez fight. Watched it 10 times this week. It wasn't very long. Watched it 10 <laughs> times this week. Connor didn't gas against Mendez. And it's because Connor gases by throwing too much behind his punches. Connor empties his own gas tank, no one empties it for him. So if he's on his back, not throwing punches, he got up. Mendez was gassed. Connor waved at him and was like, it's on. Connor was fresh. Connor looked great at the end of that second round. Connor can go the distance, Max Holloway fight. He was fine It's when he throws too much and everything behind these punches, and he throws insane volumes like he did against Diaz or like he did against Mayweather. Those are high volume high output punches. Everyone meant to knock someone out is when he gets in trouble. he He shows no sign of that in other fights, and when he's on his back, to me he when he's not gassed, he does a perfectly fine job defending submissions. His ass can't get up if you just lay on him. but Chad Mendez made the mistake, right? Chad was laying on him. Chad went for the submission. Connor does his little weird snake-like fucking Kav McGraw, like using the guy playing touch butt on the beach. He's wildly flexible. He does some weird shit, gets up, and it's night-night time. So I, I think Connor could defend himself on the ground. Khabib's chance is to stay on top of him and, and punch him for five rounds. But I, you got to stand up. And if Khabib shows any sign of weakness,
3: any sign of getting tired, the fight's over. Well, the difference between Chad and Khib Nurmagomedov is where Habib, they said his full name the other day and it's, Habib. It's, it's but it's Namegamedov, I think the G is silent. Fuck it. I'm gonna keep calling him Habib Nurmagomedov. because uh, Habib. I can't do it any other way. But just <laughs> between Chad and, and Habib is Chad rolled off the couch for that fight. Chad had to cut like thirty pounds in like three weeks. Chad was gassed. There was he had to either win that fight in two rounds or he was gonna die. And that's pretty much <laughs> what happened. Habib on the other hand, like that grappling is going to wear Connor out if Connor allows him to sit there for two or three rounds. Like, it's, it's hard to deal with someone. Like, Chapman, this is a wrestler. He'll pin you down. His ground and pound is not like Khabib. No. Khabib slices through guard like nobody's been. Like, he'll, he'll go from half to full to mount to, to whatever the fuck he really wants to do. Nobody's really been able to stop him. Ayakinta did a good job of getting his back to the cage and getting up, which is what Connor will have to do if he gets taken down. But if this fight goes longer than three rounds, I don't see Connor winning the fight. I think he's got to get him out. I can of there see. Quick. I can see him knocking him out late. I, every time they stand up, there is a chance
1: that Khabib is going to get slept. He can dominate the first 15 minutes on the ground. Get up in the fourth round, lumber over to Connor and get his l- just lights put
3: out any moment of this fight. Um, the thing is, is that Khabib is not very a very good striker. No, and I, and I said this since the beginning. It's like he's, he got pieced up by Michael Johnson. Alley Kinta has some success and Barbosa just didn't because Barbosa's more legs than hands. Yeah. But if Connor starts to fight and throws a few feints, sticks the jab out there because people forget Connor's reach is ridiculous. He's got a very long jab. Also, he controls distance like better than probably anybody in the UFC. Maybe John Jones is the only person that comes close, but Connor, the way he slides off his back foot, he stays out of range of getting taken down. Like if you watch, like. He, Unless he does some kick shit, like, it's very <laughs> ill-advised to throw a body kick against Khabib because he will get taken down. He, like He'll have to throw a head kick, but he'll have to set it up. Yeah. Because if, if, if the problem with a head kick or a flying knee is if you, you may connect, but if you hit a shoulder, your leg is stuck, and you're going to get taken down because yeah. Khabib is nasty with the leg trips. He's a Sambo fighter. These Dagestanis don't fucking play. Yeah, They're all prepped to be champions because of what they do and what they do best, so kind of can't play into that bullshit. He's got to use his hands. I guarantee – him fighting Floyd Mayweather has taught him so much about footwork and how to set up his shots. You know, he throws a lead left uppercut, which is not a real wise punch to throw in boxing, but he can do it. Yeah. Unless you're disciplined like Tyron great Woodley. great for this fight, though. Tyron Woodley snuffed that shit out with Darren Till and put his ass That's in, how put it, his house. Yeah. But you can do that against somebody like Khabib because Khabib doesn't throw a counter right hand. Nope. He doesn't really know what to do. You could throw a fake because Khabib flinches. And when he comes in, he just chin down, yeah. shoots for a take, and you just land that uppercut in. So over. I—, I I've said it from the beginning. This is a, It's a 50-50 fight, but I'm not betting against Conor. I'm picking Conor by second-round knockout. I mean, since we started this show, I've always been, oh, you know what? The only person
1: Conor can't beat is Khabib, 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 Khabib. And I, I thought it for a long time. And then I come into here, and I, and I watch, and the more and more I watch, there's holes, major holes in his stand-up. And it's so much different than even, man, you go into the Alvarez fight, going into that. We didn't see holes in his stand-up. No. Alvarez's stand-up was perfectly fine. And he couldn't touch Connor. Got pieced up, couldn't defend himself.
3: Well, he's got a little arms. He's got like Sean Shirk arms. He <laughs> got a little... Khabib doesn't have long reach. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, that like... gives Connor kind of the advantage. Yeah, when you like... know how to use your, your length like Connor does, it makes it a long night for people who don't know really how to get inside. Yeah. Like Connor just has to pace himself. Whoever is working with Khabib in terms of striking, he's got to learn how to duck under. And, and, and get a trip. I don't know if he like. I don't know who he's got in his camp to emulate Conor's style, because it's the same. Because yeah, with Conor, they, you know he's brought in big guys, big wrestlers, yeah. people to lay on him. It's 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 a different fight with could But I think Conor's more prepared for Khabib than Khabib is prepared yeah. for Conor.
1: I wanted to ask Khabib that yesterday before he made an exit stage left. Is people talk about the wrestlers Conor had to bring in? Did he bring in anyone? Yeah, or are you just relying
3: have you just wrestled all camp? I mean, he's at American top team, so you know there are guys there. There are the rock holes and you know Daniel Cormier's looking around. Barely. Yeah, but it's just like there are guys there that can strike, but it's just how do you emulate Connor's style? How do you emulate the wide stance, sliding off the back foot, the straight left hand, which is a fucking missile? Yeah. You, it, like, how do you emulate that in camp? So I don't I don't I don't know what is gonna do. I don't know. He got a lot, of, he got a black eye. In, in my in my opinion, this is Connor's fight to lose. Not necessarily could be the winner. If Conor doesn't fight the right fight, he will lose. But if he fights the perfect fight, I think it's a, it could be an easy, short night for him. If he fights his fight. Yeah, he has to yeah. fight the right fight. He has to control the distance, not throw stupid, spinny shit, not exhaust his gas tank, just throwing wild punches, set his shit up perfectly, throw something down the middle. Because Khabib, if you look at him, he reminds me like Miguel Cotto. He keeps the guard split. Throw something down the middle, you light his ass up, you can put him away. But if he, if he tries to play with Khabib, then he'll get fucked up. There's yeah, no I wrote point. my
1: article and watched the John Jones Cormier 2 fight. And it was like he just had to take notes from John Jones. John Jones, he did that push kick to the front of the knee, which is annoying as fuck, but it controls range because you can't shoot low. I'm just kicking you in the knee, it bends your back. You gotta protect yourself. So it kept Cormier upright right. instead of like in that crowd stance where you can shoot. You keep kicking the knee, it makes someone stand straight up, keeps them upright. And then he, he did a lot of those lunging, long punches to the body. Yeah. Because you know what? You can't do the kicks to the body necessarily. Like you said, you get taken down. Yep. But that straight right to the body, he went for that countless times in the first round. Straight right to the body. He, he threw a looping left hook to the body. Straight right to the body. And Conor can do that with his left hand. And when you drop your hands and start protecting your body, that's when shit goes just haywire. Cormier got kicked in the head because of it. And Connor can land the same type of success with his left hand because if Khabib starts dropping his right hand to protect his gut, it's a whole different fight.
3: So your official prediction? So we can move on to the rest of the card. Oh
1: man, uh I'm gonna go Connor first round knockout. I originally said fourth,
3: but you know I don't
1: I don't want to be here that long. Connor first round knockout.
3: Yeah, I'm going second round. I think. Again, I can't pick against him. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first round, but I think it has to, it, it'll happen somewhere in the first fifteen minutes of the fight. If it gets if it goes any later, that probably means Khabib's dominating the fight.
1: Yeah, do you, One thing people have been talking about, which
3: I don't see, do you see a back and forth fight? It's very possible. It, it could be, it could be the point where Khabib gets hurt and ends up taking Connor down, and then starts ground and pound for the you know the second half of the round, which could make grounds very interesting. So it's really a matter of how it could be deals with getting hit, or if he slices through the guard and is able to take him down early. So it could be a back and forth. Like we could have dominant rounds on each side. Um, I just don't see it happening, but it's possible. All right. So the rest of the fight card uh, co-main. Every fight stuck
1: on here. We have Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis. Um, Showtime actually looked good to me yesterday. Fluid looked in really good shape. Um, it's, I wouldn't be surprised from the pull up set. But I'm going with Tony. I can't pick against Tony. I've seen Pettis lose too much, way too much often, uh, or lately.
3: So I'll go with Tony by decision. Yeah, Anthony Pettis is in a tough spot because he looked great against Kiesa, but the problem is, is that he is struggling with weight. He had a hard time making weight today, which, which he made 156, uh, yeah, 156 today. But uh, when, he, when he told me that he was 205 pounds after the, he fought Max Holloway, That tells me that you're having a hard time with your body. And if it's a three-round fight and it's a cardio thing, which is Tony's wheelhouse, Anthony Pettis can't hang with Tony Ferguson for three rounds. Like He's going to have to get him quick and get him out of there. There's no way you're winning a decision against Tony Ferguson. He's lucky it's five. I'm picking Tony by decision just because it's three. If
1: it was a five-round fight, I think he might have choked him out. Yeah, so I'm going with Ferguson. Yeah, so I hope Pettis comes out and throws some spinny shit, though. That's his only he, chance. He, he has to.
3: Empty, Look, empty the toolbox. Tony Ferguson got pieced up by Lando Venado. Got hurt several times in that fight. Yeah. Ferguson's striking's not that great, but he's such a machine that it's like, if you don't get him out of there, he'll be back and he's keep, he keeps on coming. So I, I got to go with, with Ferguson, even though Pettis is like a plus 350 underdog. So it, that's like some guy you can put some money on. Parlay Pettis
1: and McGregor real quick and make some dough yeah. run out of here. Um, Ovin St. Preux versus Dominic
3: Reyes. St. Preux. No, Reyes. Reyes. Um, Reyes is too sharp. He's the he's oh, the new okay. kid on the block. He's undefeated. Um, I don't think he's. You love the of... new kids. Well, not really. Like you usually bet against him. <laughs> but Reyes is serious business. Like Reyes has only gone the distance once. Um, it's a it, huge step up in competition. It is. But Oven St. Prue leaves himself wide open way too much. He got uh, strangled in two fights ago. I mean, he beat Tyson Pedro, but his style is too reckless. If you watch Dominic Reyes, he's super sharp with a striking. I think I think he probably knocks out St. Prue in the first or second round. He, he's the real deal. We need some new blood in light heavyweight division.
1: Oh, badly need that in light heavyweight. Uh, heavyweight he fight. Derek thing. Lewis versus Alexander Volkov. Um, what? Derek Lewis shows up, right? <laughs> like, is he in shape? Is his back hurting? That's always a question. That's, that's the thing. Um, I'm going to say Derek Lewis by first round KO, just because I like the Black Beast.
3: Fuck. Yeah, Volkov was a <laughs> good man. Like, ever since he was Bellator heavyweight champion... Uh-huh. Um, he took some time off, fought elsewhere, and then came to the UFC. He's been undefeated. Beat Fabricio Verdun, but I don't know if Fabricio was just completely washed or, or what happened there. Um, but this fight is one of those things where I think Volkov, because he's so tall and he's so, his hands are so good, that he thinks he can just go in there and trade punches with Derek Lewis and might get him fucked up. So I'm going to pick Derek Lewis by second round knockout. Um, but it's a tough fight. Like if Volkov stays with the way that he needs to stay, like if he stays in the pocket and does the things that he needs to do, he wins that fight easily. But I don't think he will. Oh, any, any
1: second round, third round, I get shaky with Derrick Lewis. I get more and more scared the longer the fight goes on. So that, that's rough. So I'm, I'm going to stick to that first round. Uh, karate Hadi
3: Michelle Watterson versus Felice Herrick. Who do you have? I like uh, Watterson, man. I think Watterson's really good. Uh, Herrick's been on the roll lately. Watterson's had a few tough fights. But I think this is a really interesting fight because Watterson's looking to get back on the horse, getting it back into contention. Um, Harry had a nice run but I think the buck stops here I think Watterson was the Uh, decision I think Harry continues it I I think she might have found something I mean she lost to Kovacavich that was a split decision so that was close
1: yeah Yeah, and we see that's no there's no shame losing losing to Kovacavich in split decision Um, you know Harry to me has has gotten I'd probably say her and Rose have, have really developed into something where I didn't see originally like I thought their ceiling was one place and they broke through it. Even if, you know, Herrick's ceiling is just top five. You know, or five, six, seven in the world. That's way higher. I thought she was gonna get cut at one point. So she she's really found it. Um Michelle Waterson's good, but I don't see her being that dynamic. So I'll go with Felice with the upset. Um Sergio Pettis versus Fermiga, this probably last fight we gotta touch on.
3: Um this Pettis? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Pettis is hitting his stride as a flyweight, which makes it interesting because talking to Dominic Cruz yesterday, Cruz was telling me that because he's not getting the next fight with Dillashaw and because Dillashaw may be moving over to fight Cejudo, he thinks they're going to shut down the division. That like completely? Yeah. You can't he, shut down a division that has Mighty Mouse, though. He said they may force Mighty Mouse to move up. Cruz, is he's, he's, he's like, it doesn't make any sense for TJ to fight him. That being said... If that's not the case, I think Pettis wins and gets, um, hopefully, it's the next crack at Cejudo. I think the Cejudo Dillashaw fight is fucking stupid as it is. Dude just won the title. Defend the shit. You should defend against DJs. A lot of people didn't even think he won. But I think Sergio Pettis is just, he's been on the roll. He's looked really good in his last few fights. Um, You know, he's lost to Cejudo before, but I think he can get that fight back. That's
1: not even a super fight. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, I hate super fights that aren't super fights. Like, let the guys fight. There's plenty of people in their divisions to still fight. So, Hudo still has people to run through. He's not Mighty Mouse. He didn't clear no, out everyone. Not. Like, he should
3: run it back with Mighty Mouse. Like, I mean, he's got to run it back with Mighty Mouse. And then, shit, you have Benavidez too. They gave yeah. you a hard time. So, the, 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 fighting Dillashaw just doesn't make any sense.
1: No. Um, and then, yeah, man. Other fight I like on this card. We don't have predict- Gray Maynard, Nick Lentz. That's a pretty interesting fight, man. I don't know what Gray so, has left. That's the key. I I love all these fights, right? We always see these, like, every card. Yeah. It's like, is this the last fight? Is this where the guy lays down the gloves? Um, or does Gray Maynard just have that one last spurt in him where he just starts knocking out people? It's possible. So um, that's going to be an interesting fight. You'll be there from the jump. I'll be there a little late, but still in the building. So 229 is going to be fun tomorrow. We're about to walk over to weigh-in, so it's a nice Nice short show. Um, Before that, real quick, we'll talk wrestling next week on a recap. But you will watch Super Showdown in Australia. Which match is the best match of the night,
3: if you had to call it now? I mean, I'm going to say Styles and Joe. Uh, Hopefully they get this right now. They've had the. I mean, no count out, no DQs. Sounds like shenanigans. It does sound like shenanigans. But it feels like we're at the point now where we've had these two matches to set us up. We had Joe make AJ tap, but AJ got the pin. So I feel (laughs) like the gloves are off, and these two just need to have. Best match possible, but it could very be, well be the Cedric Alexander Buddy Murphy match. Could be the best match of the night.
1: You knew I was going there. <laughs> Cedric Alexander Buddy Murphy finally 205 Live is going to show exactly what they've been showing every week. Um, it just before Gulak just wasn't a good pair with Cedric, so that was a weird match to yeah. showcase on SummerSlam. But here, I'm, I'm not sure if there's a pre show or not. If this is just a normal show, I really, really like that. So, uh, that's gonna be my my fight at night in WWE. You guys, thanks for listening. I know it's a quick show, but we had to give you something. It is a busy, busy week. Next week, we'll be back recapping everything. Uh, I'm sure some wild shit will pop off elsewhere as well, talking hip-hop, everything in between. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media, at The Corner LSN, on on everything. Me, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andreas Hale. Till next week, we're out. Peace.